and welcome back to Our American Queen. I'm Emily. And I'm Erin. And on this episode, we'll be doing a song sorter of folklore. Yes, and we have brought a guest to you this week. Our first guest. Our guest is someone we know very well. Our guest is someone who I used to live with in college, and her name is Lean. And actually, she used to be my boss. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Lane, why don't you tell a little bit about our old Taylor radio show? Oh, yeah. So uh, me and Aaron go way back to about a few months ago (laughs) (laughs) when uh, we actually hosted our own Taylor Swift radio show on our college campus called uh, Big Reputation. Mm -hmm. It was great. Had a lot of hits, a lot of listeners. Oh, yes. And I mean, that thrill you get from a live show was really, was really great. And we lasted one episode, right? We did, and then... Before you know, the quarantine hit. COVID happened, so that ruined our dreams of becoming radio stars. But we revived them by starting our podcast. Yes! <laughs> With the name change, Our American Queen, since Big Reputation is trademarked by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we all went to college together. We all went to the same school. Yeah. We were all in student government together. Mm-hmm. And it was where there. I was Emily's boss. Yeah, so there where Lane was my boss. <laughs> and Lane and I were colleagues. And Lane and Aaron were colleagues. <laughs> and then Aaron and I just thought each other were so cool that we lived together the next year. Yep, pretty much. And our bond just strengthened once we found out that we were both such big Taylor fans. Mm-hmm. Aaron, I think I remember a time when Oh, what was it? Maybe we were on a bus onto a student government <laughs> retreat. And if you know Erin well, you know she's a little shy at first. And I was sitting next to Erin for this like three hour bus trip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had to talk about something because it was awkward. So we found out <laughs> we, we hadn't really ever talked before this. This is true. Yeah. And so that's when I think. Tell us a little bit about your Swifty journey. How did you sure. become a Swifty? How long have you been a Swifty? Yeah, totally. I uh, I have loved Taylor Swift for so long. Um, I first was introduced to her by my dad, actually, when I was a lot younger. He took me and my family to a Fearless concert that was actually at the Houston Ra- Rodeo, which oh. was, was very interesting. It was... um. I remember we live in Dallas, so it was about a four or five hour trip down the entire time we listened to Taylor Swift, and it was so interesting because we got there, and I guess our tickets included the rodeo show before her concert, (laughs) so we watched the whole rodeo, and then uh, she performed on this, like, spinning stage around the arena, so it was crazy, and I just fell in love with her then. Um, so I've been to the Fearless concert, I've been to Red, and I've been to 1989. And I'm jealous. <laughs> I've just, I, every time I go to a concert, I think I just fall more in love with her music. Yeah. She's so great. I think we can all say one of our biggest regrets regarding Taylor is that none of us went to the Reputation Stadium tour. Definitely. I, I hate myself every day for that, Erin. <laughs> and Lane... The recording on Netflix happens to be the concert you would have went to, right? 
Yes, it does. Yeah, you're totally right. I thought um, I remembered you saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was, it was recorded in Dallas. And so, you know, I just hate myself even more that, you know, I could have been in the Netflix special. So that's just really disappointing. (laughs) Oh, well, we'll just have to go to Loverfest whenever it happens. Oh, yeah, we definitely Definitely. need What's your favorite era album and let's do song? Ooh. favorite song that's a lot that's a lot but <laughs> <laughs> all right so I would definitely say my favorite era is 1989 I um was a senior in high school and so something just about that album coming out and me being a senior just is really special in my memory I uh lo- absolutely loved her music videos I loved all of her uh her style at the time um, I loved that she was being really bold and switched to pop. I thought that was so cool and innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved the concert. I just loved, I mean, I loved everything about the 1989 era. Um, if I had to choose an album that I think is pretty, pretty flawless, I would definitely say Reputation. Yeah, I mean, all three of us. Grammy. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> got snarked at the Grammys and that's pretty upsetting to me. Um, and then uh, favorite song, I mean, I think Aaron knows it, uh, Key yes. My Heart from Reputation. It's my it. favorite, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good jam song. Mm-hmm. So on the topic of ranking Taylor songs, do we want to get into folklore? Let's get into folklore. But first, let's get into the story of the day folklore came out, because the three of us were absolutely freaking out the morning we found out about it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I remember I got up, I don't know what time it was, but I had seen that Lane called me that morning and I had like just gotten out of bed. So I was like, okay, well, actually I think you were calling me as I was getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, let me go brush my teeth and then I'll call her back. Erin, <laughs> why did you have to brush your teeth? Yeah, Erin, I wasn't going <laughs> to smell your breath. I don't know. I just felt like I had to wake up a little bit, you know? I literally had just gotten out of bed when you Aaron. called folklore came out it was basically so then it was like five minutes after you called all right so then i called you back and you were like oh my god tsa is coming out i think i have the exact text let me pull that up we all just had a meltdown Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think uh i mean i don't know if you're allowed to swear on this show but no we do absolutely losing our shit yes (laughs) when that happened you said girls eighth album tonight <laughs> girls i'm freaking out it drops tonight <laughs> all caps for all of those texts oh totally totally that was right. like the craziest thing to wake up to oh my gosh were you on instagram as she was posting the pictures of the trees well uh so you know like a typical taylor swift stalker i have instagram <laughs> notifications set up oh my to when she posts and so i don't even know why i was up in the morning i never get up but maybe i think that her instagram notification woke me up and mm-hmm. looked at my phone and i literally like flipped the lid i was like oh my god oh my god like this is absolutely insane what is happening like thank god taylor Swift is saving 2020 like <laughs> for real <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. yeah and then the album came out that day at midnight, or I guess the next day, technically, and we live texted. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, we live texted our reactions as yes. we were listening. We all stayed up to listen through the entire thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like midnight. true Swifties. Uh huh. And 
what were your first favorites on the first listen? Like, which one stuck out? Yeah, to we'll you the do most? like an initial top three. Sure, sure. Um, Betty stuck out to me the most on the first listen. On the you first and I freaked out about that. We thought yeah. it was Taylor. Uh huh. Yeah, like, I did. I, uh, I mean, before I literally knew anything about folklore and just everything was speculation before she talked a lot about it, I um, had this theory that Betty was about Kaylor, uh, Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss and that whole thing, and that maybe that was a relationship or something, and so I was, I was losing my mind thinking mm-hmm. that that was what that was and that she had just outed herself. <laughs> we totally <laughs> thought she did. That I was, was crazy. Really, I was like, oh my gosh, Taylor Swift just basically wrote a song about how she dated a girl what is happening (laughs) and I could not I could not handle it and yeah so Betty Betty was the first one that really stuck out to me Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I think about you Emily mine were like invisible string mirror ball and August Mm. I think those were like my original favorites interesting yes I have an initial ranking that I wrote in my top three from one to three was The Last Great American Dynasty, Mad Woman, and Illicit Affairs. Ooh, interesting. Very See, interesting. I would I would probably say uh for me it went Betty, August, um, and then maybe Cardigan. Mm. I love mm-hmm. Cardigan. My ranking, as we will find out, has changed quite a bit mm-hmm. as we've grown with folklore. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna change what I said. I think I would say it went Betty August and my tears ricochet. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and we haven't talked since folklore came out uh-huh. about folklore yeah, other than yeah. the night we live yeah. texted. So <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I don't I know. know. I, got, I got a lot of juicy opinions to throw out there. Yeah, Ooh. I'm excited. So who wants to go first? Yeah. Let's have our guests go first. I All think right. that would be a nice thing to do. So, how are we doing this? Am I revealing my entire list at once? Do we want to start, like, maybe bottom five? We'll go, like, around. Sure, and yeah, then, let's do Like, just that. go. Wait, our okay. bottom five? Yeah, we don't want to reveal our top. Oh, okay. Yeah. Song right away. All right, so what? 13 through 17? Yeah. Okay. Or start you can start, like, 17 to 13, maybe. Got it. So, this is how my rankings went for my bottom uh, five songs of folklore. Let's hear it. Number 17, Peace. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Number 16, Epiphany. Mm -hmm. Number 15, Mirrorball. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Number 14, The Lakes. And number 13, This Is Me Trying. I can already tell we're gonna have so many disagreements. <laughs> we're gonna have fights. <laughs> Before we discuss, do we all want to reveal our bottom five? Yeah, and then we can good. talk. Sounds right, good. Go next. My bottom number seventeen is Epiphany. Mm-hmm. And then number sixteen is seven. Number fifteen, my tears ricochet. Mm-hmm. Number fourteen, Betty. And number thirteen, <laughs> Invisible String. Ooh, urine. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, my seventeen is Epiphany. Then what common theme? <laughs> yeah. Um, then sixteen, Illicit Affairs. Fifteen, My Tears Ricochet. Fourteen, Mad Woman, and thirteen, Betty. Oh, 
Oh, Emily also hitting Betty. Damn. <laughs> All right. How do we want to? Do we go? Do we just want to like talk about it? Want to talk about those bottom five? Yeah. yeah. We'll just right. do that. Okay. Hit me. Hit me with why Betty was so so low on your list. I don't know. When I listen to folklore, first off, it feels out of place. Mm. Because it's very country, and the rest of the album is not. And then, I don't know, I just, there's nothing about it in particular that I don't like. It just, compared to the other ones, is not a fave. Mm -hmm. I, Aaron and I share this opinion. We think that James is an asshole. (laughs) So I don't like how in the song he's like, oh, I know where it went wrong. You didn't dance with me when he's the one who cheated. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I really like the music of it, and I love Mm -hmm. the harmonica. I like the key change. Yeah, and also I love, like, I feel like when we first listened to it, we were shook because it sounded like Fearless, Taylor. Yeah, I, I don't know. I might have to disagree with you that I think it sounds country. I don't really think it sounds country. Yeah, I guess it's more like like folksy. folksy but it's of. called folklore, guys. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's just not a standout to me. I, I don't know. Definitely different from the other songs. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that's why I liked it so much originally, because a lot of them blended together for me. That's true. On the first listen, and Betty really stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. I mean, James is an absolute asshole, but (laughs) (laughs) I think, I don't know, I kind of liked that we got to, I don't know, hear kind of a different side of the story, even if it's not a good one, you know? She wasn't afraid to to write about, like, that Mm kind of side to a story of, like, someone who cheats but then thinks that, like, it's not really their fault or something. Yeah. I think that also might be why it's lower on my list, because I feel like I can't connect to it as much since it's not from Taylor's perspective herself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's true it's more third person I guess I don't know unless you take it as it being about Taylor that's true (laughs) (laughs) all right let's talk about how we all um have epiphany really low (laughs) (laughs) that's something we all agreed on Mm -hmm. that song is really depressing and I don't ever want to listen to it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's something that in 2020 it's like too depressing and sad and it's just like brings me down I'm like eh. mm-hmm. and it brings you down not in a good way you know you're not like yeah. in your feels yeah. like oh this is good I'm like getting my tears out it's, it's just not like, like a Lana Del Rey like sad vibe it's depressing yeah I agree it's a pretty song like I like the way it sounds and it's nice but it's just sad mm-hmm. yeah is that similar to why you had it low? Um, definitely. And I think that, um, I don't know, I think it also kind of just blended into a few other songs for me and didn't really have mm-hmm. a lot that stood out. Um, and so it often just falls out of me playing it often, you know? And so, plus I don't want to be depressed a lot, so. <laughs> That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely, definitely wasn't one that kept bringing me back. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people like a lot of nurses and doctors are they really like it they um take a lot of meaning out of it which is good I'm glad that Mm -hmm. she wrote a song that kind of speaks to what we're going through right now but it's a little too on the nose for me at the moment yeah (laughs) 
I know something I'm disturbed by, and that's Erin having invisible string in her bottom five. I know! What the hell, (laughs) Erin? I'm really disturbed by this. (laughs) What is wrong with you? I was telling Emmy about this yesterday. I like the song, and I like the lyrics, and it's cute. I think what troubles me and just feels weird is that it's a sweet, happy song, but it's set to, like, kind of creepy music, almost. Like, there's something, I don't know if creepy is the word, there's just something weird about it. It just feels off to me. Mm. So, I don't know. And it's not one that I gravitate toward. If I open up Folklore on Spotify or whatever, I'm not like, oh, Invisible String. I do like the idea, and I like the concept behind it, that there's, like, an invisible string tying everyone to each other, but... It's just kind of like a spooky vibe. <laughs> and Emmy agrees with me. She said that she did. But she <laughs> but uh, it's a lot higher for me. Let's just say that. <laughs> I uh I don't know. I think that does anyone else feel like Invisible String is the only happy song on the entire album? It it's happy lyrics, but the way it sounds, she sounds like haunted when she's singing yeah, it, in my opinion. I could see that. But I feel like there's no other song. I mean, Betty is kind of happy, but he's an ass. It's very hollow. That's what, that's the mm-hmm. word I would use for invisible string. Very hollow. I get, uh, I get that vibe, definitely. I think, I would say cardigan is not, I mean, maybe it's not happy, but it's not, like, sad. Mm-hmm. The last great American dynasty is happy. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's- I'm right. of an album. Any other how hot takes two, that we have that we're how, to, how are you two feeling about where Mirrorball is for me? Oh, I don't right. like it. I don't like that either. <laughs> Lane, what's with the Mirrorball hate? I just, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know why. I just, I, I mean, like, I'll listen to it. I'll definitely listen to it. But it's not one that, like, I really love and want to sing mm-hmm. you know, in my car or whatever. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it doesn't doesn't do it doesn't gravitate me towards the it album. Doesn't do all. it for you. <laughs> doesn't do it for me. I was also a little troubled by pieces ranking. Was it your very last one? It was my very last one. Well, I mean, I it's one of, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those that, like, honestly, if you played Epiphany and Peace for me, I probably could not tell them apart. <laughs> even really? though I don't, even know, I don't even know if they sound alike. They're both they just don't. two songs that, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that I don't listen to really, and that I that don't I don't think are super catchy, and I don't I don't mm-hmm. gravitate towards really. Interesting. And then Aaron and I both had my tears ricochet on our bottom and you said that was a standout for you so were you offended I um I wasn't necessarily offended (laughs) (laughs) it um it's I mean you don't know the rest of my list it is pretty low on my list okay not super high it moved down as you listened more yeah it's just one that initially stood out to me I think I think it stood out to me because I read a lot on Twitter about it about how people really loved it Mm-hmm. And so, um, mostly like the the lyricism, um, and all of that, and so it just made me listen to it more, and I started to like it more. So definitely, when folklore came out, um, it was it was in my top. But now it's, um, I mean, it's more towards the bottom. So I'm not offended. That's for good. me, I was telling Aaron this the other day. For me, it's a lot like the Archer, in where mm. it's like 
it builds and builds, but it doesn't go anywhere. And that kind of triggers my anxiety, if I'm being I, honest. See, I'm like, the thing, Ugh. The, the thing with the Archer is that I, that bothers me so much. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people with anxiety, so, well, it bothers them. Yeah, yeah. it bothers me that so little, much because like, I... Uh, I love that song, but I need it to just, like, have a break at yeah. the end. I've seen a lot of people, it's, like, it. they don't like how it's just, like, dun, dun, and it doesn't build, and I think the same thing with my Tears Ricochet that bothers mm, me. I like that. Me. I like that it's... Aaron, you're crazy. Then doesn't ever, like, I don't like it. Go anywhere. But I still... I like my Tears Ricochet. Yeah, I do, too. I just don't like that feeling that it gives me. I kind of <laughs> get the same, like, weird haunted vibes from my Tears Ricochet also, where it kind of... It doesn't creep me out, but it's, like, weird, haunted kind of sounding. I don't know. Yeah. Not my favorite, obviously. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Seven was low, very low on my list. Anybody have any qualms about that? (laughs) Um, I love seven, but it's not, like, I don't know. It's not, like, a standout. Yeah, so I'm not I, like offended, but I I like seven, but I could see that it could be off putting to others. Yeah, the biggest reason I don't like that one is because I really do not like breathy singing, mm. and Taylor really goes full in on the breathy <laughs> singing breath. on like the <laughs> indie. <laughs> uh, I mm. just I don't. That's pretty much the biggest reason I don't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then. Wow, yeah, so Illicit Affairs is my second least favorite, too, which yeah. is crazy because when I first listened, Illicit Affairs was, like, in my top five. I was a little bit, um, I'm kind of a that. little bit missed about that. But do you want to know, know why, why, though? <laughs> this is, like, really it's embar- a very petty reason. This is really embarrassing to admit, but I know mm-hmm. it's about John Mayer, and uh-huh. I know he's, like, a terrible person, but I'm, like, he's my favorite artist oh my gosh singer. that's such a petty reason so it's like it kind of hurts is. me because i don't like him and taylor and i'm how like how can you not love him? At the end, don't the call me up. kid <gasps> don't call me baby <laughs> that just like it hits me every time and i'm just like banging out to it in my mm-hmm. car so i love illicit affairs i love the parts it's like the who it's literally dear john the beginning <laughs> so crazy it fits the mood of the song so well or like the music fits the mood and you could just see it all play out mm-hmm. oh, such a good one i was mad that she ranked it as low as she i did. know but sorry whatever it's your opinion okay. any others i think that covers mine mm-hmm. well so- actually mad woman is 14 yeah what the heck <laughs> Mad Woman kind of gives off those creepy vibes to me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really creepy. But I like, else? It's creepy in a good way for me because it's like, <laughs> you're going to come for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, Erin. Well, okay, not for you. She's going to come for Scooter Braun. Is who mm. she's going to come for. And that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. Because she is unapologetically mad at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the F you forever. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Can we just talk about how Folklore is Taylor Swift's first album to receive uh, the explicit sticker? That's I love true. that. I can't wait for my Very, vinyl to come with the. Explicit. I can't think of a, of a better person for Taylor to use the F bomb on than Scooter Braun. Honestly, and that's her first <laughs> appearance on Folklore. And gosh, what a perfect usage if there ever it's was so one. Good. Yeah, I just 
Yeah, I don't know. Mad Woman, I really like Mad Woman. And again, it was in my top when I first listened to the album, but it's just like gone down for me. Are you, no reason in particular. Mm, I think you're miffed about the fact that you said it sounds like Alana Del, Alana Del Rey ripoff. Stop. You are. And the thing is, you just started listening to her like a week ago and now you're like, oh, it was like two. Taylor just rips off Lana Del Rey all the okay. time. And I just stop, I Aaron. You're going to get this podcast taken away from me. <laughs> and I defend Taylor while Emmy is defending Lana Del Rey all of a sudden, which is really upsetting. <laughs> Lana Del Rey is in a lot of controversies. So <laughs> I don't want to defend her. <laughs> oh man all right should we should we continue with our rankings girls yes yeah who wants all right to start? so what should we do like let's see One, two, let's, we should do like 12 through 6 so then we leave our our top five okay, that's cool. good sounds good you want to start lane sure so here is my um middle ranking of folklore my 12 through 6 12 my tears ricochet told you oh. lower all right 11 Mad Woman, 10, 7, 9, Invisible Strings, 8, Illicit Affairs, 7, The Last Great American Dynasty, and 6, Exile. All right. I forgot one thing just before we move on. Mm -hmm. The fact that the leaks was so low for you was upsetting to me. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. Really? I can understand because it's like a newer That's one, true. so you kind of have to live with yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So my 12 through 6, number 12 is Exile. Number 11, This Is Me Trying. Number 10, Peace. Number 9, Hoax. Number 8, Illicit Affair. Same as Lane. Hey. Number seven, Mad Woman, and number six, The Leaks. Mm. Okay. My 12 is Peace, 11, Exile, 10, The Leaks, nine, This Is Me Trying, eight, Mirror Ball, seven, seven, and then six, The Last Great American Dynasty. I really liked how uh, Seven and Seven played together. I know. That was pretty cool. Just like on the track list. (laughs) It worked out. Mm -hmm. Well, Lane and I agree on illicit affairs placement. Uh I have no disagreements there. (laughs) I have to say I wasn't too offended. But I I am kind of surprised by you with the last great American dynasty. Coming in at seven? Yeah. Too, Too low? Yeah, we were expecting it to be higher since you have, like, a connection to her house. That's, yeah, that's you true. Because you just in Watch Hill, right? I was. I um, So my family owns a house in that area, and so I've spent um, quite a number of years going up to the Watch Hill, Rhode Island area, and I, I love it up there. Um, it does definitely have a connection uh, to that area for me. It's just not one of my favorites. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see. Okay, wait, why is Exile so low for you guys? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> let me explain. I love Exile, I do. However, it's one of those songs that I need to be in the mood to play. Like, I'm not just mm-hmm. gonna be sitting around and be like, oh, I really want to listen to Exile right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta be in a certain mood, I feel like, to listen to that. Mm-hmm. So it's just not a go-to, but I do love Exile. There's nothing wrong with it to me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Exile too. I feel like it's the exact same reasons as Aaron. Okay. However, I love who wrote it, William Bowery, <laughs> aka Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only answer I'm willing to accept. What are your thoughts, Lane? Harry Styles, Joe. I I think it's Joe. I think that I don't know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can have their opinion. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't think that Harry wrote it. I I've seen some very convincing reasons why it's Harry. Um, for example, Exile, the song, is basically Harry Styles' song, Woman. And Meet Me in the Hallway and um, Only Angel. There Literally some, all the lyrics are like the some same. Some very mm-hmm. convincing parallels there. That's uh-huh. all I'll say. Okay, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do um, shout out to the lyric in Exile. I can see you staring, honey, like he's just your understudy. Like yes, I love that one. for me. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> it is. Holding out, holding all this love out here in the hall. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Harry oh. Styles' song, Meet Me in the Hallway. Mm-hmm. We always walked a very thin line, A.K.A. fine line, A.K.A. the title of Harry Styles' second album. I don't Ooh. know. And a song on the album, right? Yep. These are many, many good parallels that you guys have drawn. So, I don't know. I'm not going to say with certainty that Harry Styles is William, but I... Everyone really is like entitled to their own opinions and their own rankings. <laughs> but you're also wrong if you're ranking yourself, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, let me take a look at Emmy's list. Let's see. I feel like our 12 to 6 is pretty similar. It is. There's not too many big upsets. Yeah. You mm-hmm. guys both had, well, Emmy had mirror ball kind of low there, which is like, okay, whatever, but um, where was This Is Me Trying For You, Lean? Pretty low. Was Did 30, you already, oh, 13, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine was 11, so that's not really that different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have it the highest. Yeah, came in at number nine for Emmy. Ooh, interesting. Do we want to reveal our top five now? Ooh, yeah. Because we we're very passionate about top five, I would assume. So I'm extremely have, I'm extremely passionate. We'll have a lot about to it. say about that. And the middle of the pack didn't have that many upsets. No, it's it pretty good. Lane, are you ready to reveal your top five songs off of folklore? Yes. Here is my top five from Taylor Swift's folklore album. Number five, Hoax. Mm. Number four, August. Number two, Cardigan. Mm. Uh, Can you skip number three? I don't have a number three. Oh, interesting. Maybe they're like a tie? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. So tied for second is Cardigan and The One. And number one is Betty. Wow. Wow. No wonder you were so passionate. Uh Uh-huh, oh yeah. I think our top fives are going to end up being very similar. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but we can just, like, gush about them. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. We don't need to fight anymore. <laughs> oh, okay, you go my turn. Number five is August for me. Number four, The Last Great American Dynasty. Number three, The One. Number two, Cardigan. And number one, Mirable. Mm. Okay, mine are five, The One, four, August, three cardigan, two hoax, mm-hmm. and one invisible string. Mm. It seems like our number one songs were the ones that were very polarizing. 
<laughs> we either had it really high or really low. <laughs> okay, so Emmy Emmy's number one was Mirrorball. That was it, mine. Yeah. Aaron, yours. yours was Invisible String, Emmy. Yeah. And mine was Betty. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Aaron, where was Hoax for you? Number nine. Okay. I'm so, obsessed with like, hoax. I love hoax so much. I literally never get sick of it. I could play it like ten times a day. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it totally. Oh, the like analogies and metaphors are just so good. You knew I left a part of me back in New York. Oh my gosh, the bridge. Oh, I love so it. Good. <laughs> so, do we think it's about? Taylor herself, or do you think it's just like a made up story? Because it sounds like a breakup song. Hoax? Mm hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I know Taylor draws inspiration not only from herself. I mean, mm-hmm. I think she she's talked about before how she'll draw inspiration from her friends um, and things her friends have gone through and family. Um, I mean, it sounds very personal, especially since she's talking about New York, which yeah. we obviously know has been has played a big part in her life. And so I I get the feeling that this is a personal song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not I'm not sure if it's about Calvin. I could see it being about Calvin. Interesting. The only thing that makes me think it's about Joe is how she says, "Don't want no other shade of blue, but you." And she's used blue to describe Joe like so many times. That's true. It could also totally be, um, you know, kind of one of those things where she, like, is if if this happened with Joe, you know, kind mm-hmm. of. Well, like, it's like Cornelia Street where it's kind yeah, of imagining totally. their breakup. Uh-huh. And, like, she'll never walk Cornelia Street again. And it's, this could be, like, this is what it's going to feel like if we break up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I read a theory that was saying how in hoax when she says your sleight of hand kind of mm-hmm. parallels in cornelia street when she said um back when we were card sharks playing games i thought you were leading me on mm-hmm. it's very or not very but there are parallels to cornelia street and hoax mm-hmm. yeah i like mm-hmm. hoax a lot it's good the one. other day i was uh driving across rhode island into connecticut and um was with my dad and i was playing cornelia street and he was like why does she say she's never gonna walk it again? He's like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and then I had to explain. So everything. heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I guess he's, he's like, never, yeah. he's never been a twenty-year-old girl. He hasn't, and you that's, know. So that's why. <laughs> the memories are just so potent there that she just can't. She can't even look at Cornelia Street again if they were ever to break up. Mm-hmm. Totally. And then um, Cardigan yeah. is on all three of our top five. Mm-hmm. I love I, Cardigan so much. You know, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you here. I uh, when Cardigan first came out, I didn't care for it too much. Me too. Me neither. Yeah, it wasn't um wasn't in the top. It wasn't one of my favorites. And now I am absolutely in love with Cardigan. I it's if so I am like listening to folklore, it is usually the first song I put on from the album. Yeah, for it's the most so part, I I just love it so much. I wonder if we didn't like it at first because it was the single and we kind of were like, happens to me, yeah. we're like oh, I don't want to like the single. Uh, <laughs> I'm too, you know, pretentious like that. I like how it starts out with the high heels and the cobblestone. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I love the bridge so much. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, my One of my favorite lines is um, leaving like a father running like yep. water. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one just, it hits. Not that my father's gone, but it's good. 
I just love um, when she's like, when you were young, they assume you know nothing. And then she's like, I knew everything when I was young. Oh, mm-hmm. I knew I'd curse you for the longest time, chasing shadows in the grocery line. I knew you'd miss me when the thrill expired. <laughs> just recite the whole song. Or uh, uh, you'd linger like a tattooed kiss. Like, oh. oh my gosh. Or what about um, sequin smile, black lipstick, sensual <laughs> politics? There's so many good lyrics. Okay, you know what's pretty funny? Uh, the opening line is, um, uh, what, brand new tea? Vintage like tea, brand new brand new phone. I, for the longest time, I mean, for like a, a month or two, thought that it was like vintage tea, brand new farm. I don't know why. <laughs> That's what I thought she was saying until one day I looked at the lyrics and I was like, that is not what she's saying at all. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then do we both? We all have the one in August, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good. I just, I just love that whole like triangle she made up. I thought that was incredibly interesting. Something that I haven't seen really done by other artists out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is just a fantastic storyteller, a fantastic songwriter. And she just, I mean, she continues to amaze me. And the fact that she totally, um, I mean, kind of wrote this whole thing, this these whole kind of like, love triangle and was able to kind of like write from the perspective of each character it really shows a range for her to be able to you know convey different emotions mm-hmm. into song i think that's just so cool yeah because the love triangle is in your top three all of them right it is yeah oh wow yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love the one so much Me too. <laughs> and i love how it opens i'm doing good i'm on some new shit yeah that's how the <laughs> album opens i love that. it's so great it's so so great Mm-hmm. And then, I think one of my favorite—I think one of my favorite lines on the whole album—is "Meet me behind the mall." Ooh, remember like I don't know why I just love that so much. Car, and then cancel my plans just in case you call. I love that line. I cancel plans just in case you call. I think that is like so telling to a girl's mind. It really you know? is. Especially <laughs> girl, it's like, or even me right now at twenty-two. All like, of us, yeah. <laughs> like I was like totally especially like in high school or something like i'd be like ah you know well i'm not gonna go out tonight because you know what if he calls or what if he texts me and he wants to do something you know Mm -hmm. and it's just oh my gosh it's just so good i think august too is a completely different sound than anything Mm. she's ever done too Mm -hmm. right does she have any song that sounds Mm -hmm. at all similar it sounds very original to her I remember hearing it for the first time, and I was like, whoa. I love the way it opens, too, with salt air and the rust on your door. It's, like, so summery. It's so beefy to me, yeah. It's August, and then you listen to it, and you listen to the lyrics, listen to the lyrics, and it sounds like August. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. She's so talented. I also love when it sounds like the song is going to end, and then it just, like, crashes. Yeah. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh. I love that part. Behind them all. I love that. Let's mm-hmm. see. And then, Emmy, you had the last Great American Dynasty almost in your top five. I'm the only one with that in my top five, right? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think so. I love that song. That was the one when the track list came out that I was most excited to hear. Okay. I was not disappointed. The first <laughs> time we listened to it, I was like, okay, where is this going? Is this going to be a song about the Kennedys? I think a lot of people... That's, I was pretty excited because I thought yeah. that's what it was going to be about. Yeah, I think a lot of people were like, ooh, could this be a Kennedy song? Because, you know, she was connected to them by uh-huh. being Connor. 
Mm-hmm. And then I was listening to it and I was like, okay, Rebecca rolled up on the train. All right, where's this going? And then when she says, and then it was bought by me, the house, I was like, oh, this is about Taylor. <laughs> full arm house. Full arm chills. <laughs> oh I read about Rebecca Harkness and she was kind of like a horrible person, but I did like the way Taylor compared herself to Rebecca because they're both like outcast or not outcast so it's a little dramatic but they weren't really accepted by the town because mm-hmm. they were like different from what yeah. they were used to and I thought that was cool that she was able to draw that comparison maybe not relatable to live in like a huge mansion and read about who <laughs> lived there before you but I don't need all of her songs to be relatable <laughs> I just like it for the storytelling mm-hmm. yeah I think I mean I think it just totally like showcases just how great of a storyteller is like time and time again she is just able to absolutely transport you with her lyrics and she just does amazing work it reminds me a lot of the lucky one yeah from like the first time i listened to it Mm -hmm. i also love the way she sings and they blew through the money and the boys on the ballet Uh (laughs) uh-huh i just love that part anyway Mm -hmm. i like that song um and then I guess Lane already talked about Betty as her number one. Mm-hmm. But do you want to add anything onto that of why you love it? I mean, it was just, it was the first song that I really loved when the album came out. And I think that just has something to do with me liking it so much. Even as I've liked, started to like and love other songs on the album, it was the one that first stuck out to me. And I don't know. I just, there's something about it where it's, different than so much stuff she's done lately but I also don't feel like it's her repeating necessarily a song from her fearless days I -hmm. feel like it has like pieces of that in it but it's not the exact same um and I mean just the storytelling is great I it's great I just yeah I really I really like that song a lot and what do you think of her use of the F word in that song? Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I think it's effing brilliant. Oh, yeah. F, F, F. That's why it's very different from Fearless, because Fearless exactly. Taylor would never. No, no, no. She That's wouldn't. why it's so interesting, because I think she's singing in her Fearless voice that she did. Obviously, like, her voice mm-hmm. now is a lot stronger and better. But then I love how she adds the f-bomb because it just kind of shows how much she's matured from that time totally i read something that said she sang in her fearless voice and kind of tried to do that country twang to prove uh-huh. to like big machine and scooter that she still could so that when she re-records her album oh, she's like yeah. oh i can sing fearless just as well as i did then now uh-huh. like it's gonna sound exactly the same mm-hmm. i kind of love that personally. i love it too love it all right, Emmy, why don't you tell us why Invisible String is your number one? I think it is such a beautiful song, and I love when it's like, isn't it just so pretty to think, like, that's my favorite part, and then the lyrics are so good. I think they're some mm-hmm. of her best lyrics that she's ever written. Like, which one do you like? Mm, the bridge, like, mm-hmm. the string that pulled me out of all the wrong arms. Ooh, that is a good that dive bar, mm-hmm. like whole part i I love the song uh, the lyric that goes uh one single thread of gold tied me to you Mm -hmm. i like the way she says it too just like i don't want to sing it because i'm bad but you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i do love the branch of invisible string it's one of my favorites on the album she i mean 
this has been my crutch forever is that Taylor Swift can write incredible bridges. Like I, I would die for them. Like, like they are just, <laughs> it's dramatic, but they are so, so good. Like I, I could listen to just like a compilation of her bridges from like all of her songs and I would be happy. Me too. I guess I will tell you why Mirrorball is my number one. <laughs> Lane is not a huge fan. Emmy's like kind Middle of a of the fan. Room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it because I love the way it sounds. I think it's like so pretty. And it just sounds glittery to me in mm-hmm. a weird way. But also, I didn't really get what it was about when I first listened to it the first few times. But then I was like reading theories. And the one I was most convinced by was that it's about Taylor's relationship with her fans and then also kind of with her fame and how she thinks it's very fleeting and she has to be like this. Well, you you explain it better, I mean, with how in her documentary, yeah, she's like, you need to be new and shiny and you just have mm-hmm. to keep being different versions of yourself to keep people interested. And it's really kind of sad when you think about it. But then... It's very cool to think that this is like one of her best selling albums, or no, not best selling, but top it's one of her most, yeah, like her top charting albums, like very, very successful. And she kind of thought she was done after the lover era, but now she's back at it. And I just think that that means a lot. And I really Mm -hmm. like that. So, uh, yeah. I think you just made me like Mirrorball even more, Aaron. So there you go. <laughs> also, I really like the Dashboard Confessional song "Stolen," and she kind of like borrows a lyric in that when she says "spinning around on her tallest tiptoes." Right? You'll watch. Wait, I should know this. It's my favorite. Yeah, and then it's like on um, in the Dashboard Confessional. Oh, song, you'll find like- me on my tallest tiptoes, spinning on mm-hmm. in my highest yeah. heels, and then Dashboard Confessional. The lyric is. Um, watch you spin around in your highest heels mm, mm-hmm. they're like very similar sounding songs I and we know. know taylor loves dashboard confessional because mm-hmm. she didn't she have them come to abigail's birthday party or something like that I th- that rings a bell yeah, i think so yeah what i really like about mirror ball is just you think mirror ball you think like sparkly and glittery and i feel like the song itself just sounds glittery and sparkly if that makes sense Mm -hmm. oh I love that analogy that's great yeah it just sounds that way to me maybe I'm the only one but I think it's just such a pretty song and it's just I don't know I love it a lot which is why it's my number one song well that was fun and our first guest Lane yeah thank you guys so much for having me I I really enjoy being on the show and talking to you guys um just like old times you know Mm -hmm. yeah you'll have to come on again eventually Yes, I would love to come back on with you guys. Lena's the biggest Swifty we know. Yeah, in real life, definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Erin, uh, before we go, I got to ask you a question. Yes. If you and I were getting in the car to go to oh, Honeycomb, wow. one of our favorite coffee shops in college, what song from Folklore would you put on for the drive? Okay, you have to tell me what the weather is right now. Ooh, Okay. It's a late October day, <laughs> and okay. uh, leaves are falling. There's a nice cool breeze. Is it the morning? Oh, yeah. We just okay. skipped chapel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably go with Cardigan. Oh, uh, it's great. Especially it. since it's one of our favorites off the mm-hmm. album. I Cardigan is 
probably the most fall one for me. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah, definitely. That would be, I mean, now I'm in the fields wishing we were back in college. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I would mm-hmm. say like Cardigan is a good fall song. The Lakes, I feel like is a good fall yeah. song. Um, Illicit Affairs. Ooh. Maybe Invisible String. Those would be like my four that I would okay. say are yeah, pretty fall. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I like it. But the whole album is very good for this season, so I'm excited. It is. So I think that about does it for this episode. We had a really good time ranking our folklore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ranking the folklore did. album. And it just goes to show we're only three people, but we had very, very different rankings at points. And people, you know, they listen to it on their own and they have their own opinion. <laughs> We can cut that out. I don't know. (laughs) And everybody's opinion is valid. So, and honestly, every single song in the album is amazing. That's true. Yeah, it's such a great album. And I I can't believe she literally dropped it on us out of nowhere. I know. That's a good thing to say. Even though, like, the songs that were at the bottom are at the bottom, they're still very good songs. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike any of them, I don't think. So true. Which is just the magic of Taylor. Mm-hmm. And here's hoping it wins album of the year at the Grammys this year. Yes, album of the year. And here's hoping Ryan Adams won't cover it. <laughs> <laughs> I second that. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at our American Queen Pod on Instagram, at our American Pod on Twitter, and we would love if you left us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Thank you.